When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Hey, the podcast hasn't started yet because we have big news, don't we, Sylvan? Are just so blessed by the generosity of many people, but what a thrill it was to have Michael Elliott come and talk to us. And he is such a good guy that he just keeps on giving of his shared love of John Hyatt. We have a very special gift that we are going to share with two of our lucky podcast listeners yeah michael sent us an email wished us happy new year says he's looking forward to joining us again this year and he says i have two softbound copies of have a little faith the john hyatt story autograph please give them away to some of your listeners and let them enjoy the book we figure most people who listen to this podcast have already bought the book, considering how often we plug it, but some people may not. Or uh, And we'll forgive you for that. Yes. And for myself, I have three copies. One I purchased, one Mike uh, was kind enough to give to me, and then one is my, I'm going to tear this apart because I'm constantly turning and marking post-its and so forth. So this, the autographed one could be your pristine save for posterity copy, while the one that you've obviously loved and read cover to cover could be the one that you've loved. Yeah, I think this is a perfect time for you to win it we want more people to know about this podcast because the more people that know about the podcast means the more chance they're going to learn about john's beautiful music so and dive deeper than they might have before yes starting today which is february 12th through the end of march all you have to do is post a review on any website about the podcast yep just share what you like about it, how to find us. If you want to say, wow, that Sylvan, she's a meanie, that's fine too. Yes. <laughs> or Jesse may talk too much about Bruce or Jason Isbolt, that's fine too. Then just send us a copy of that review. Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And I will even go further. You want to send an email or a Facebook message to your cousin. And it doesn't have to be an iTunes review that everyone to see. Just prove to us that you have shared with at least one person the fact that you like this podcast and you, your name goes in the hat. If you want to do multiple, hey, we are all about extra credit around here. Uh, you can send us two and we'll put two names, two of your names in the hat and we will pull them. Absolutely. If you decide that on your personal Facebook page, you share going one of my favorite podcasts is perfectly good podcast where sylvan and jesse are going through every john hyatt songs send us that that's a review as far as we're concerned if you post on instagram or on x or twitter hey i love listening to perfectly good podcast here is the link where you can find it that counts both sylvan and i are on facebook we're on twitter if you want to just send us a dm saying hey 
here's the example of where I talk to my my cousin or uh-huh. I sent this out. That, that works for us. Yep, absolutely. Any of those, we're going to throw them all in the, a virtual hat and then we're going to draw. We will announce the winner. April 8th. So you have till March 31st. Send it to us. Just make sure that we know about it with a screenshot and we know that who it came from and where we can get back in touch with you. And we will uh, reach out to the winners to get the snail mail and everything after that. All right. I'm excited. What a way to kick off 2024. I love it. Yes. Yes. We're going to quit talking. We're going to let you get to the episode. Keep listening. And remember, have a little faith. Have a little faith. And welcome to a new episode of Perfectly Good Podcast, your John Hyatt podcast, where Sylvan and I are talking every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. Joining me, as always, is my sister in all things Hyatt, Sylvan. Hello, Sylvan. Alvin is flying by. Here we are nearly at the end of the F, having a great time. Are you ready for just the facts about Fly Back Home? I am ready for the facts. I am Jesse Jackson. But before we do that, I'm going to give a curve to us. As we are recording this, it is February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day to everyone. But February 14th is a significant day in my John Hyatt life because in 2011, Rick Lisko, who I talked about, is the person who got me into John Hyatt, died. He passed away on February 11th. February 14th in 2011. I always think of Rick anytime I'm recording the podcast and Linda always brings up just how often do you think Rick would want to join you? And I said, I would hope he'd want to join us every week. I said, Sylvan and I would love, you know, a regular person. And so I always think of him. And since this is the anniversary of his death, I just wanted to give a shout out to Rick and his many, his family. He has three beautiful daughters. And two stepdaughters that all miss him. Uh, his his wife Beth, I know, is just was it was just a tough time for her. And Rick, I appreciate you showing you leading me to John Hyatt that ultimately led me to finding Sylvan and having this wonderful podcast. Thank you, Rick, for all you did, and we love you. And I hope you're up in 
rock and roll heaven jamming. So thank you for that, Sylvan. I remember the very first time that you and I sat together and talked and he came out and I was like, oh man, I, I wish I could have met him because he sounds like one of my tribe that isn't yes. just someone who really enjoys music, but can really geek out about it. So I'm think, really glad you shared that. I think one of the, I don't know if I told the story before, so I'm going to tell it again. And if, I apologize if it's redundant, but we were going to see John and Deep Ellum. And that was the night when we got there, there were no chairs. And that was our first night where we, oh, should now on, should we have to ask, does this ticket include a chair? And Rick's wife at the time was Jennifer, and she was too sick to go. So it was Rick, Linda, and I, and we went to a restaurant. We had Cajun food before we went. And I went, how do you want to do the bill? I said, and he said, just do you have cash? And I go, yeah, I've got cash. All right, give me your having cash so I can buy a t-shirt. <laughs> I mean, like this little kid, like that way I can buy a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm like, okay, Rick, you got it. And then we did go and it was Tiny Bubbles or Little Buddy or, yeah, but anyway, it was the very loud, it was that perfectly good guitar era where they were just really loud and everything. And so we had so much fun and the next time John was coming, he was going to be at Caravan of Dreams. And Linda's, I'm afraid, no, you and Rick go by yourself because I'm scared they're not going to have chairs. I'm like, no, Caravan of Dreams is really nice place. Nope. So when we got there, there were chairs. And Rick, when we got home, said they had chairs and he did Riding with the King. <laughs> you missed out, Linda. Yeah. 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 Yes, that's great. Anyway, yeah. yes. He sounds like my kind of person, that obnoxious Hyatt fan. Yes, so. exactly. So we love it. All right. Yes, let's give just the facts for Fly Back Home. Okay, Fly Back Home was track number 10 on Beneath This Gruff Exterior. It's the third song that we've discussed from this record, which happened to be the first album John released on New West Records, where he remains. It was the seventh label in John's solo, solo career, not counting White Duck. And he has been there since this album was released, May 6, 2003, so well over 20 years. And I just love the fact that he has a working relationship with a record label that works for him after seeing the ups and downs that he's went through before then. As you can read about in Mike Elliott's book, don't forget the contest is still open and post a review send us a note on either our Facebook page or Gmail and you get your name in the hat for a beautiful autographed copy of Have a Little Faith. Sorry, shameless plug in the middle of that. The album was produced by Don Smith and John Hyatt and the Goners. So the band on this album, surprise, is the Goners, Sonny Landreth, Kenny Blevins, and Dave Ranson. I actually talked about this album in the seventh issue of my fanzine, another shameless plug. So I uh, pulled that up and I did actually have quotes about each and every one of the songs on Beneath This Gruff Exterior. So I can uh, read what John was saying about um, Fly Back Home. He commented, I did actually kill a rattlesnake one night. I ran over it and felt really bad about it, but I kept running over it. It brought something out in me. And I have no idea how much time passed between that incident and the song, but I find it really fascinating how that man's mind works and that he 
knows that something is going to be good fodder for a lyric and you never know when in the timeline it's going to actually pop up. I hope anyone who is listening to us talk now also likes us on Facebook or YouTube because we did put together a nice little playlist. There was a really interesting cover by a man named Ronnie Tilly who did a solo guitar version. And I think that covers just the facts for Fly Back Home. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I, I really enjoyed all the covers. I, I'm really looking forward to breaking this song down, lyric by lyric, talk about our feelings. And who knows? We will give a rating. And lately, that's been a lot of fun. So don't go away. Come back in just a minute and we will break it all down. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. Okay, we're back. All right, so I'll take quick thoughts first. I really like this song. I just, it's just a fun song. It is, it it sounds like a quote-unquote John Hyatt song. And then when it goes on, it, it there's got a little twist and turns in it. It isn't like he's just doing the same thing over and over again, but... This one's fun. How about you? It's a really interesting story that he tells with the lyrics. It is, I think, the goners at their best, a wildness with lots of Louisiana swamp sounds going and vocally fits very well with the instrumentation. I would say it's one of the standouts on Beneath This Gruff Exterior, which again was self-produced. And I think it was a time that John was feeling his footing. And I feel like this is one of those songs that he really kicked the ball out of the park or got the fish in the boat, whatever metaphor you want to say that like he captured who John Hyatt is with the sound of this song. And of course we'll get into the lyrics and all the wonderful gems and lines in there. Yeah. And I, I did want to go back to, I also am very happy that, 
with all the traveling he's done, he has found a record company that works for him and he mm -hmm. works for them because it is a business, right? Mm -hmm. It has to be mutually beneficial. And so whatever that arrangement is, it seems they are okay to throw in a West Wing reference, right? When Leo writes on the napkin, let Bartlett be Bartlett. I feel like the record company is says, let John be John and just yeah. go do it. And then we'll, we're going to, we're with you whenever you want to go. Yeah, I, I do feel like this is the time where a lot was changing with the record age for record companies and the record business. And it was like they got out of the business of telling a musician what they should be and did the work that goes beyond being a musician for him. Yeah. And I am very grateful for that. I mentioned my fanzine. I've had <laughs> both good and non-existent relationships with the PR people at New West, who I still love. And you are welcome to reach out to me to talk about, the, come talk on the podcast about the business side of thing, or, oh, it would be so much fun. But yeah, this was a case where I actually did get advanced promo copy of that. And it happened that advanced copy of the CD was just the CD, no cover art. I didn't even know what the cover looked like when I got it. And of course, it didn't include the lyric booklets. So I went old school. I was stopping every three seconds, which is hard to do on an old fashioned CD player. This isn't I was doing it on my computer, writing down the lyrics. So I have a lot of fond memories of this coming out and really starting to dig into these ideas that he was putting together. That's awesome. That's great. All right. Want to start with the lyrics then? I would be happy to. Saw red hip. Red-tailed hawk eating roadkill said, man, what happened to your dignity? He said, subdivisions have taken my home and there's no more prey to eat. I said, where are we going to live? He said, anywhere you want to. All you creatures walking upright around here, you really made a mess. So definitely an interesting story. I think there's definitely some like... Native American folklore tones to this with the animals talking to the humans. What do you think, Jesse? Yeah, I, I think you could take this in a couple of ways. One, it could be very literal as in <laughs> he is communing with nature. He's having this conversation with the hawk, but it, it could also be a symbol of people, humankind, having to take crap or do the job they don't want to do or take lesser than what they really might want to do. And hey, what happened to your dignity? It's subdivision back my home. There's no more prey to eat. I got to do what I got to do to earn a living. I got to do what I could do to survive. And, and I just love the dual nature of this. And I, the idea, right, and all you creatures walking up right Around here, you've really made a mess where going back, human animal kingdom, non-humans are saying you've really screwed up this environment in this world where you've left it where it is tougher for us to do what we have to do to survive. I also am struck by the idea of what happened to your dignity, he says, to roadkill as if dying because you were hit by a car is somehow less 
dignified than being caught by a predator or dying of old age or whatever. And yes, you can absolutely see the world that way, or you can see all of the pieces of the world connected. And, you know, that it's not like the majestic birds fly high in pristine environments. They're right there in the subdivisions and they are, they're part of the ecosystem that cleans up the roadkill that they're they're carrying birds yeah yeah exactly and i did want to also mention that it's i don't know if it's the second and that's the maximum number of times that red tail hawk is mentioned but it also comes up in before i go red tail hawk shooting down the canyon put me on that when he rides very different image of the same bird that, yeah, that oh, kind yeah. of freedom and open expanse and purity of nature versus this. Yeah, and I think that red-tailed hawk comes across. It's mm-hmm. a very visual, it's language-wise, it is fun to say. But yeah, I like that a lot. Our, I wish we both could fly back home to the green fields of our youth, where friends and family set the tone with the hardcore language of the truth. I know time's been on destruction. The past is over every day. I wish we both could fly back home, but we can't. So I guess I'll just fly away. I really love this chorus. I love it. The voice he does that. And in the way I wish we both could fly back home with a raised, he brings his voice up and then almost spoken but we can't, so I guess I'll just fly away. It is a wonderful storytelling of him using his voice and you know how a really good speaker will drop down a little bit and you'll have to strain and then raise to engage the audience. And and I think he does that really. And he is consistent with the, I wish we could both fly back home, right? He's still discussing the red-tailed hawk, and how we all want to go back home. And I love that the idea of green fields of our youth, that that rural versus the suburbs or the, the city, and where friends and family set the tone, that almost imaginary, that really Mayberry doesn't exist in real life. But there is that feeling where everyone, not to be Cheers Bar, but everyone knows your name, where you don't lock your doors at night. You have that where neighbors take care of each other. And puts an edge to it, as I think only John can, that he's talking about the comfort of family and friends with the hardcore language of the truth. The ones who know you, the ones that you can't put a shiny facade over that will cut through when you're trying to put on airs or trying to forget where you came from, who can say, hey, we we know where you came from. Even though the past is over every day, they know your past and they're not going to let you completely walk away from it. Yeah. They're often in my mind when you're thinking what ifs that Elvis, if he (laughs) had that person who was independent and that probably was impossible, but someone mm-hmm. who could say, 
look, I Dude, do you're know you're destroying you. yourself. You're destroying. Yeah. You are making all the wrong choices, and mm-hmm. you need to take care of that. And and here's what I don't think anyone expected to do this, but Spencer Dimwitty is a NBA player, and he was just released. And a lot of people thought he was going to come back to Dallas. He had played for Dallas. Dallas wanted him. But the Lakers wanted him as well. And he said in an interview that he thought if he'd go back to the Lakers, if he'd gone back to Dallas, it would have been like going home to mom. That mom would have said everything's okay. I'm sorry they didn't treat you right. Here's a warm platter of cookies and milk wanted the and, tough love not yeah the, and he said but he went to the lakers because it would be dad who said mm-hmm. look sorry it was rough forget about it you got to get up and so i thought that was interesting that he had that mind of why he picked it and it fits into john that hardcore language of the truth i know time's bent on destruction the past is over every day and I wish we could both back home, but we can't. So I guess I'll just fly away. What do you think he, he means by, since I can't go back home, I'll just fly away? What do you think that thought is, Sylvan? What is he like, Yeah. From his past, from responsibility. I, because of how he performs that line, I don't think he's just trying to say that I am leaving this all behind without a thought. He's saying, I am getting swept up with the current and flying away into the unknown future with some regret, with some sad looking at that horizon that I am leaving behind. That's my two cents. I uh, I think there's something regretful about the going away that he is still resonating or reiterating with that line that he wants to go home but he can't and i think also it could be i staying here is not an option mm-hmm. staying where i'm at is not an option what i really mm-hmm. want to do is go back home but so since i can't i'm just going to fly away i've got to keep moving forward right. you could be that too yeah i yeah. I'm thinking about the line from The Hobbit of back impractical forward or still impossible. So I must go forward or yeah. yeah. Other people could quote that. But yeah. <laughs> so we've had the Mavericks, the we've had the Hobbit. We're going. All right. Next. Yeah. What do you got? An owl swooped down as I was driving my pickup through the creek. He said, I was only trying to scare you, but instead you scared the hell right out of me. With 345 horses, a locking differential, and four-wheel drive. I guess you were living large there, country boy. I was just trying to survive. Back to the chorus. I, I love how he's using birds. And I love owls, first and foremost, because they eat rodents. And <laughs> any animal that gets rid of mice is my friend, despite being a dog person, not a cat person. And I love how he is bringing the natural image into the machine of his truck while still setting them in opposition to each other and the 
contrast metaphorically of the differential four-wheel drive, like the thing that's out of control, that you've literally given so much of what you had in your hands, the power of horses to technology, that you're, you're not even pulling reins back and forth the same way that you used to. You're giving a locking differential and that it is fun to drive around. I imagine that this song came from John was out tooling the back roads of Franklin, Tennessee, enjoying how much speed he could get. He's talked about loving racing cars and being from Indianapolis and being enamored with the American car. And then all of a sudden you realize that you do not own this space that we have put pavement over. Nature still comes and goes. And I love the idea of the wise owl kind of calling him to task on that. The, just because you've got power behind you doesn't mean that you're the only one who has ownership of this area. Yeah. The other thought, right, is because it's a four-wheel drive, he actually could be off-roading, mm -hmm. right? He's driving my pickup through the creek. Sure. And yep. the owl says, I was only trying to scare you, but instead with this big old monster truck you scared me and you're sure living large there country boy i'm just trying to survive i'm just trying to go grab that mice i'm trying right. to grab that no it, it, owl is keeping up with the joneses trying to you yes. know have a shinier nest or anything yeah and i do love the this theme of talking to nature and these animals mm -hmm. and what they re they can absolutely re represent because you could say a hawk could wreck freedom, right? Mm -hmm. Owl wisdom. And, and I just love that. I guess you were living large there, country boy. I was just trying to survive. You're out there tearing things up, having a blast when you're hurting me and you're hurting other people because uh, by your having that fun. Think of your fun, my yeah life my world is torn up yeah. or invaded yeah. yeah so we get the chorus again i love this chorus i wish we could both fly back home in the group of our youth where friends and family set the tone with the hardcore language of the truth i know time's been on destruction that passes over every day i wish we both could fly back home we just can't so i guess i'll just fly away right i i this is a strong chorus I think this is definitely the, in a lot of ways, a traditional story of uh, each verse is telling a different story and the chorus is reinforcing that idea of the story that they're telling. Any thoughts on the chorus? I think you put it well, and it is really echoing the idea that once you have made this change, once you have invaded nature in any way that we're talking about, you can't take it back, yeah. which an environmental science major could perhaps make lots of arguments, but there are some things that you can't undo. You can't unpoison a river. You can't unextinct a species, although there was a really interesting piece about how they are trying to do that uh, with uh, 
DNA and anyway, yeah. I won't go down that rabbit hole, but that just the lines about, I know time spent on destruction in the past is over every day. Like I hear, but I wish it wasn't. And that's definitely in that change of tone that we hear in the last two lines of the chorus. Yeah. That you wish you could escape that truth. Mm-hmm. So the last verse mm-hmm. is there was a rattlesnake up on the road. I ran him over and over till he died. Then his ghost rose up and curled around the sphere I hold inside. And he flew on off to heaven as I sat there in my instrument of death. I had to think of what I was doing. I had to think just to draw another breath. Instrument of death, nice little thought about his vehicle, right? I assume he's in the pickup truck. <laughs> and the I have a basic fear of snakes, right? I, I was raised in the South. My mom, anytime there was a snake in the yard, like she came running with a hoe and partly because we were all barefoot back then growing up and, and we had no concept of, oh, that's a little garter snake. And it's safe. every snake was a deadly snake as far as my mom was concerned. But I do think this, the little bit of fear that he had this fear, he killed it. And now he's, should I have done that? I'm in a car that wasn't dangerous. Why didn't I live and let live? Give me your thoughts. It's that we have this instinctual fight or flight or kill or kill, be killed. And I think there's definitely something evolutionary or beyond what our parents tell us about a snake that like you see these things slithering around and you recoil. And yeah. it is very true that most of the time, if a human wants to destroy an animal, we have the means, but that doesn't mean we should. And in that space between I'm afraid of this thing, I want it gone and realizing I didn't really need to run it over and over until it died is the space that we are acting out of fear and not being good stewards to our animal neighbors and so forth. And I really like how he shares that bewilderment and indecision that I had to think what I was doing. I lost control of myself in this fearful moment. And I think you can spin that out into a greater metaphor of have we lost control of ourselves with our relationship to nature hard stop, whether it is what we're doing to the climate, whether that's the fact that we're taking habitats with subdivisions and so forth. And those moments when you are up front with the devastation that can cause, you're like, oh no, what can I do? You're frozen. The, the point is at that point, it's too late. You can't do anything. And I, I love the idea of the snake curling around fear. Yeah. It evokes so many things, but yeah, I don't want to go full on English major about that, but you see it and you feel it and it can mean a thousand different things, a snake curling around fear. Yeah, but it is a wonderful image, right? We have the hawk, we have the owl, now we have the snake, each having their own verse, each discussing with the bridge of the, and not a musical bridge, but the bridge between the chorus binding the stories together. 
Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts? Any else you want to discuss? Just that we did learn on, we haven't talked about this song yet, but uh, spoiler or preview, we will learn that John has Native American friends that he has called on at times that he uh, needed particular spirits uh, moved on. So I, I definitely think that is showing here. I and think I so really too. like how he does it in a way that isn't just like borrowing or being too like, oh, I'm going to show my white guilt or pretend that I have this spiritual connection to the land because I have native friends. He doesn't mention anything like that, but I think you can hear it in these lines. I also think this is a, he's done a couple of pro, how do I want to put this? talking about the environment in a way that is chastising us right Mm -hmm. we've done episodes where i i can't make a living anymore because the sea has been dry or i've done this and so i I like that he is this isn't this is not hit you over the head but i Mm -hmm. think there is a message about that we're either literally hurting the land that we're dwelling on or symbolically, the planet as a whole. I, I like this a lot. And I think in each chorus and verse, he is pointing out that we're in it together. That yes. there's not that much difference between how we're struggling to survive and what we think of as separate natural world is trying to yeah. survive today. Yeah. Good. Any other thoughts? No, I think that uh, pretty much covers a, a nice, strong song from yes. the Disco Exterior. Yes. Yes. So it is my turn to rate first. <laughs> so I think I will earn my reputation as the softy. This musically, I find this very pleasing. If this was an instrumental, I would be really happy with it. It's hmm. just really fun to listen to. When mm-hmm. you throw in the lyrics and us discussing him, I, once again, if I was doing halves, I might do three and a half. But I, if I have to pick between a three or a four, I'm going to say this is a four to me because it is something that if I was putting together a playlist, I would want this on. This would be a fun, if I'm doing a drive playlist i wanted upbeat to keep me up at night i'm gonna be doing this i know i've got to drive till one two in the morning i'm gonna get this stuff i would want this one so how about you so you wiped out so start again okay okay i think i will also earn my reputation the opposite direction as i was preparing for this i was thinking this was a two because it's not one that comes up often for me it's not one that i say oh you know what i'm in the mood for to listen to fly back home but spending this time with it and really thinking about what he was doing with his storytelling and you're absolutely right musically this is a great song i love how the goners are just like letting loose i also really love that we heard just a solo acoustic version and it really worked in a impactful different way than the slide guitar and the drums and everything. So I am going to round up to a three, but I still just feel like it's a little bit guarded 
with the metaphors that he's not bearing his soul in the way that really makes me love a song and attach to a song. Um, and like, it, it's catchy, it's fun, but mm, it's not like the, the melody that will stick in my head forever. And I'll sing along with it, but I won't have it stuck in my head even when I was prepping for this podcast, listening to it over and over again, different versions. Yeah, it, it doesn't Velcro to me. So three for me, four for you. And there we are at the 3.5 that you were thinking about. Yeah, because I actually do think that it stuck with me, the chorus and the music, the, the melody was clicking with me. And, and it's tough, right? When you can't do that, where you have to round up or down. And I certainly could. And I think a three, because once again, as we explain our scale, a three is a really strong song, right? Absolutely. This is, but I think maybe I'm just feeling a little generous because this just made me smile today. I was listening to it. So very nice. So what we want to know is what you guys think. Please tell us what you would give this. I love that several people on the John Hyatt fan site on Facebook do that. They, Jamie and others, Ted and others always do compliment. Oh, I'm going to either go with Sylvan on this one or I'm going to go with Jesse or I'm going to split the difference. I love that. If they want to reach us, how can they? A page for a perfectly good podcast. We also spend quite a bit of time talking with others at the John Hyatt fans Facebook page. They can drop us an email at perfectlygoodpodcast at gmail.com. Both of those places are also where you can drop a little contest entry to let us know whether you've left a, a review somewhere or told a friend about our little podcast to get in the hat for Michael Elliott's book. And I am Sylvan Groff on feed, Facebook and Sylvan Green Eyes on X. I am at Jesse Jackson DFW on x aka twitter i am also on facebook jesse jackson louisville texas continue to talk about all music bruce springsteen on set lusting bruce hope a couple of you go over there and listen to that we've been having a lot of fun and we are coming up in fact sylvan and i were talking about we're going to have to adjust our schedule this spring there is new doctor who coming and i will have to adjust my schedule instead of every other week sylvan and i recording I, the other week I do Doctor Who, I'm going to have to figure out how to make this. And Sylvan's already been sweet about changing. I think the only thing left to say is have a little faith. Have a little faith. Bye. Baby, we can come on home. Put the cow horns back on the Cadillac and change the message on the quarter It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Points.